The bulk of the Carolina Hurricanes offseason is now behind us. Now, it's time to predict the opening night roster for the Carolina Hurricanes in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And in today's episode, we will be predicting the opening night roster for the Carolina Hurricanes. Opening night is, of course, on October 12th against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So it is still a ways away. We still have some offseason left to go. We still have training camp. We still have the prospect showcase. So this is definitely very, very early. This is the way too early opening night roster prediction. But I do think there are going to be some interesting things here that we can discuss as far as what we can expect when it comes to who will be taking the ice for the team on October 12th. Now, on the the top six, these guys, I feel like these are going to be the six guys that are going to be on those top two lines. It's just going to be a matter of where they all fall. A couple of them, you kind of figure that's where they're going to be. Another few others are going to be a little bit of question marks. On the top line, uh, I have Tavo Teravainen, Sebastian Ajo, and Seth Jarvis. Ajo and Jarvis, I think, uh, Ajo especially, is a lock for the top line. Absolute lock. He isn't going anywhere. I do think Seth Jarvis, I think there's a good chance he will still be in his spot there that we saw him in on the right side there on that top line. I think that's where he's going to stick, but I, I wouldn't say that's a lock by any means uh and then you go over to the left side with Tavo uh I think that is another one that yeah that's a bit of a safe prediction I guess you would say they're having him there but he's another one I don't think he is a lock to be on that top line by any means I think all these guys uh they're gonna be rotating in and out of you know, spots on this top line for sure. Uh, but now, now looking to the second line, I have Max Pacioretty, Yasperi Kotniemi, and Andrei Svechnikov. I think, you know, uh, Kotniemi, he's likely going to be the second line center, replacing Vincent Trocek. You know, I could see, you know, him maybe, maybe starting out the year, maybe as like the third line center but I think you know that is a spot better suited for Jordan Stahl and 
you know, I think, you know, Kurt and Yemi, you're getting that big long-term extension. They really see him as that long-term second-line center. That's what they see him as. So I think, you know, he, that's where he's going to end up this year. And I think, you know, we could, you know, because Jordan Stahl is so good, you know, at that third-line center position, I don't think they're going to move him up to that second line. I think they're going to go ahead and give Yesperi that spot. Now, Max Pacioretty and Andre Svechnikov, those are the two other guys that I could see rotating in and out of that top line. I've seen several lineup predictions having you know Max Pacioretty on that top line, having Andre Svechnikov on that top line. So I do think that is very, very much a possibility. I do think we could see that. I personally just think that that chemistry between Sebastian Ajo and Tavo Teravainen and then just how good Seth Jarvis was last year, I think they're going to want to keep that top line together. Given it, this is very, very early. It's August 4th. This can absolutely change. We have over two months to go before opening night. So this can absolutely change. We absolutely could see Max Pacioretty on the top line. We absolutely could see Andre Svechnikov on that top line. 100% could see that. But this is just what I'm thinking here. I think this is what we're going to see come opening night. As we know, during the season, things can change. If you remember last season, Seth Jarvis started pretty low there on the forward depth chart. Uh, if I remember correctly, he was uh, more of like a uh, fourth line guy. That was pretty early on. And then, you know, he just moved up, moved up, moved up. And then come into the season, you know, he's the top line guy. So I do think he is likely going to keep his spot there. Again, I think, you know, it. that's going to be a those wing positions, I think, are going to be a bit of a revolving door between... Teravainen, Pacioretty, Jarvis, and Sveshnikov. I think those are kind of going to rotate around a little bit throughout the season. But that's what I'm thinking with opening night. Now, moving to the third line. Again, already touched on it. But I think Jordan saw he is still going to be that third line center. He is an absolute monster there. I don't think they're going to want to change that up. And then you have Jesper Foss there as well. He's not going to go anywhere as well. They are a phenomenal duo there. Uh, So really not a whole lot of explanation there. We all know how good that third line was last year. But going into this coming up season, we are missing a key piece of that line. Nino Niederreiter is now in Nashville. And that's going to be a very big blow, not only for this third line, but for the team as a whole. And that's going to be a big pair of shoes to fill. And ultimately, I do think Martin Natchez is going to be that guy that slots in there in Nino's old spot. Now, I do have a question mark beside his name as well, because as of recording it, 957 this morning on August 4th, he has not re-signed with the team. I do think that deal is going to get done. 
but you know it is you know very much like last season with or last offseason I should say with Andrei Svechnikov you know his extension didn't get done until just a few days before training camp so I I do think you know that it could still happen and I do think it's going to happen there Dom Waddell has said you know he is confident in getting uh Natchez re-signed and I I believe that I you know he had a down year last year he did he did not have a very good season last year it's very disappointing and I do think that is hurting his negotiating because while he does have a great upside he had a he had a down year. So I do think that is affecting negotiations there. And again, going back to last year, Andre, he did not get his done until very late in the offseason. It was uh, beginning of September whenever he had his done. I was on vacation at the beach when it got done. So I, I do remember that extension. It was the largest contract in Hurricanes history that he signed. So, you know, there's still plenty of time to get it done. And I do think it will get done. But, again, as of right now, he hasn't re-signed. So, it is a little bit of a question mark. But I'd say it's a small one. Fourth line is an interesting one because we are now missing some guys. Jordan Martinuk is the lone guy from last year's fourth line that is still around. And that is where I still have him. I have him... They're on that fourth line with Jack Dury making the jump up to the NHL. I think that's, you know, we all agree that's pretty much a lock for that to happen this offseason, barring any free agent signings or anyone else standing out in training camp. Uh, and then Andre Kasha as well, you know, slotting in there on that fourth line. I have seen some lineup predictions having Martinuk on the third line, having Kasha on the third line. So, uh, again, I wouldn't, you know, say any of these are, you know, set in stone. This is going to be what we see. Very much like that top one. Uh, I do think there are some guys that this is where they're going to be. But, again, some of them I do think it it could, you know, change up during the year. But I think Natchez on that third line, that is going to be the best spot for him to be able to succeed uh, and, you know, maybe we've seen it before a couple times of Andre uh, Sveshnikov moving down to that third line playing with Jordan Stahl. I could maybe see Natchez kind of sliding into his spot there, but I, th- that's a big maybe. It is. I don't see that being like a lock to happen or anything. And, you know, it, it's... He's a very big question mark there because, again, he has tremendous upside, but he did not live up uh, to potential last season. And, you know, all these other guys, yeah, they're the bottom six guys. They are. But Natchez, he's a guy that could be a second-line guy, but he just hasn't reached that level yet. And, you know, I think, you know, I think, again, that third line with Jordan Stahl and Jesper Foss, I think that is the best place for him to slot in and the best place for him to succeed and bounce back this year. 
I, I think that is going to be the best possible scenario for him. Again, I honestly could see him being on that fourth line. I could see it. But again, it is way too early to you know, really be locking any of this stuff in. But again, I think third line is the best spot for him. Jack Dury, he's another guy that I think is going to be very uh, interesting to watch come training camp time because, you know, with Sarah Avampada, you know, we said, you know, we feel he is the lock to move up from the AHL to the NHL. He had a great season last year in the AHL in his time in the NHL last year uh, at the end of 2021 where the Hurricanes had a whole bunch of guys out with COVID. You know, he was stellar in, in his time. So I think that having him back you know, in the NHL full-time I think is going to be uh, a, a really, really good thing for him in his career. And also his uncle, Trip Tracy. You know he's gonna love calling his games ever or almost every night. Uh now we've discussed the forwards and again there are question marks there, but I think on the defensive side of the thing, on that blue line, that is I think more solid, but there is definitely still some question marks there, and we will discuss those right after this quick break. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Yeah, NFL training camps are going on right now. NHL season is right around the corner. AEW's Battle of the Belt is coming up this weekend. And BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, moving on to the blue line, I think the top line, and, or not top line, the top pairing and the second period, those are locks. I will confidently say that. I think Jacob Slavin and Brent Burns will be on that top pairing. I think that is a guarantee at that point. Jacob Slavin ain't going anywhere. And I think Brent Burns is the best guy to slot in there next to him. He is a good offensive defenseman. You know, we talked about it with JD from Locked On Sharks on the Locked On NHL show whenever that happened. And, you know, he put up 54 points on a really, really bad Sharks team last year. So being able to come to a really good team and being paired with one of the best defensemen in the league, I think that is going to be really, really good for him this season. And, of course, Jacob Slavin, 
he, he's a brick wall. He's going to do Jacob Slavin things. Not really worry about that in the slightest this year. And second pairing, it's Brady Shea and Brett Pesci. They've been pairing for quite some time now. That's not going to change at all. So not really a whole lot to say there on that pairing. And the third pairing is where we start to have some questions. Ethan Bear just signed his extension. So he's obviously going to be there on that third pairing again. But now Ian Cole is gone. So who's he going to pair with? I think there's three guys here that we could see him being paired up with. Jake Gardner, I think, you know, is... I, for lack of a better term, the most likely. But even then, I, I wouldn't say, like, all right, yeah, he's the guy. You know, you know, Don Waddell made it a point that, you know, he's ready to go and, you know, he's being cleared and all that. And the Hurricanes invested so much money in him when they signed him. So I feel like they're going to want to at least try to play him this year to see what happens. I do think you know if the if the right deal came along to ship him off, I definitely think they would. Because he has a big cap hit of four million dollars. He didn't play at all last year. He was obviously on long term injury reserve. So, you know, that salary didn't hurt them last year. But, you know, that ain't going to be the case this year. You know, he's ready to go. And, you know, I think you at least got to try to play him. And is he going to be an extra? I, I, I don't know with him. He, you know, if he didn't have such a massive cap hit, I think it would be a bit of a different story. I think, you know, we could really look at, you know, the other guys here, you know, uh, you know, maybe they're playing, maybe he's the guy sitting. But again, such a big cap hit, and he's ready to go now. I feel like you're going to at least want to try to play him. Again, if he doesn't pan out, he doesn't pan out. Trade him, if possible. You know, I think, you know, if they do, they're definitely going to have to retain some salary, bro. For sure, because it's been noted uh, that it's really hard to move money in the NHL right now. It's really hard to get some guys or organizations to take on hefty salaries. I mean, you look at the Brent Burns deal. You know, we had San Jose retain salary on that. So you imagine, should we trade Jake Gardner this this season, if we do, we're likely going to have to retain some salary. And then, you know, you also look at Dylan Coglin, who we picked up from the Vegas trade. And I've seen some, you know, lineup predictions having him there slotting with Ethan Bear instead of Jake Gardner. I do think that is a possibility, I, but ultimately, I do think you know, Jake Gardner will be that guy. I think he's going to be the opening night guy. I think Dylan Coglin could likely be an extra, 
very much how like Seth Jarvis was to start the season last year. I think he's likely going to be an extra guy. Now, there's a third guy, Jalen Chatfield. I think it's worth noting him. Uh, and, you know, I think he's the odd man out in, in this uh in this in this uh, situation, but I think you know, he still has a shot. I really think he does, because the guy is really good, and he really really impressed in his time with the Hurricanes last year like Jack Jury did, you know, at the end of 21 when we had to play with, like, half an AHL roster because so many guys were out, Chatfield looked phenomenal. And that's what got him his extension. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for him to be on that opening night roster. I really think it is a possibility. I don't know if it's the biggest possibility because again you have Coglin uh who we picked up and then you have Gardner with his big contract but ultimately I think it he has a shot you know I, I likened him to Seth Jarvis last year at training camp where he was just that good they couldn't deny him you know he was like he was just that good you know a lot of folks didn't necessarily think he was going to be on that opening night roster. They didn't think that he was going to be on the team full-time and they would have to start burning time on his entry-level contract. You know, I think you know, we could maybe see something like that. Of Chatfield being that good and impressing that much in training camp. They were like, dang, you know, this guy's that good, you know, he's going to give us a shot. I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. I think it's the least likely out of these three guys. I do. But, again, I think it could happen. He's definitely going to be a guy that should someone go down during the season. Yeah, he, he's getting called up. From the AHL, should he go back down there? But you know, he—he's a guy like he's gonna make a case for himself in training camp. Whenever that starts, he—he's gonna make a case to be on the Hurricanes roster. Hundred percent, he's going to. It's just gonna be a whether or not you know he can outperform those other two guys. I think he definitely has a shot. I think you know. Coglin's obviously going to be in game-ish shape. Obviously, you know, we're going to be in training camp, so he isn't going to be, like, 100% game ready. Just like every other guy here, you know, they're going to be in training camp shape, not ready to go for a game shape. And and Gardner, of course, you know, he just missed all of last season. He is not game ready. Obviously, I know that he's going to be working on it this offseason. He's likely probably working on it right now. But, you know, I, I think Chatfield is going to make a case for himself. It's just going to be whether or not it is a strong enough case for him to be on that roster come opening night. 
And that is going to be a very fun thing to watch during training camp. Now, we also have, you know, our goalies. That's really not going to be much of a question there. But, you know, some other guys, you know, that could be, you know, kind of fringe guys. And we will talk about that right after this. Now, looking at the goalies, again, really no discussion here. It's obviously going to be Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta, of course. Pyotr Kotretkov, yeah, it's going to be his net in Chicago. Obviously, I do think we will likely see him some during the regular season. And I think, yeah, he's likely going to be called upon, you know, because... You know, we know about, you know, Freddie and Auntie's injury history. And I think it's, you know, I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer or anything, but I do think it's inevitable that we will see Piotr at some point this season. I hope, you know, we obviously love seeing him play. He is so good. But obviously, I don't want to see him a whole lot because that would mean Auntie Ranta or Freddie Anderson is hurt a lot. I don't want to see that. And, you know, one thing I think, you know, when it comes to goalies this year is that they should play Ronsa more. They should. You know, I think they need to find a good balance you know, so they don't overwork him and he gets hurt. But I also don't want them to overplay Freddie Anderson and him get hurt again, because I think that could have been one thing that hurt him last year, of he played so much, and he was such a workhorse, that it took its toll on his body, he obviously tore his, I believe, MCL in Colorado, so I think, you know, they should lighten his load a little bit this year, it's obviously not going to be like a Peter Mrazek, James Reimer type situation, it's obviously not going to be like that, but ultimately, I think you know, they need to play Ronta a bit more. I think you know before uh, Freddie went down, I think Ronta was at like twenty-seven games played or something like. That. He was barely over the mark for them to qualify for the James Trophy. I do think they need to up his number a bit more this year. Obviously, if Freddie's hot, you know, and going and you know, go with the hot set of hands. But don't put his body at risk. That that would be my main thing. There with the goalies this year, you know, don't play Freddie as much. You know, he's obviously the number one goalie, and Ranta is the number two goalie. It's not a one A one B type situation like with Peter and James or James and Ned. Peter and Ned. I mean, there's a little combination there that year. So it's not going to be like that. Yeah, but again, yeah, he needs a bit of a lighter load this year, I feel. And ultimately, I think, yeah, we likely will see Piotr for a few games. It, I think it's going to happen. And I'm looking forward to seeing him. He's really good. He he showed that he can hang with the big boys. You know, he you know came over from the KHL, played a little bit in the AHL, moved up to the NHL, and, you know, played really, really well for us. So... I, I'm not concerned that he won't be able to meet the task at hand. It's just going to be, we know if that happens, Freddie or Ronta is hurt again. 
Now, looking at the other two question marks, we obviously talked about Coughlin, Chatfield, and Gardner. You know, but looking at some of the other guys, Ryan Dezingo is a guy that they just brought back, and I think he's he's not going to be on the opening night roster, barring an injury. You know, he's not going to be on the opening night roster. He signed a two-way contract. He's going to be more of a guy that you know if someone goes down is called upon. He has a lot of NHL experience. He he has Hurricanes experience. He knows this team and he knows the system. So that isn't going to be a thing there. You know, he's he's a depth piece. He's not going to be an opening at roster piece. And, you know, he's just going to be, you know, a, again, a good depth piece. And But I do think it's worth mentioning him here because he is also going to be a guy that if someone goes down, he's going to be one of, if not the first guy that gets called to come up to Raleigh, or rather come down to Raleigh if we're talking geographically. Um, but yeah, he's likely going to be the first guy to get that call should someone get hurt and go down. Because, again, he has a lot of NHL experience. He has a lot of Hurricanes experience. So, yeah, he's going to be a guy, yeah. And then, you know, we also like mentioning Coglin in that Todd's ready trade. We have Lane Pedersen from the Brent Burns trade. He's a guy, I, I don't think he'll be opening night roster. I, I don't think he will be. I think he's going to be more of a depth piece. But ultimately, he's a guy I don't, you know, again, anything can happen. It's still very, very early in, you know, to be making these opening night roster predictions because, you know, you know we still got training camp to go. You know, anything could happen. Again, I go back to last year, uh, Seth Jarvis. No one thought, you know, he would be making that Hurricanes roster. You know, we all knew, yeah, you know, he was really talented, but, you know, he thought it'd probably be a couple years before we saw him in the NHL full-time. But he's like, no, I'm, a, I'm making this team now. I'm going to be 19 years old making an NHL roster obviously turned 20, and he did. He did. He was just that good in training camp that they couldn't deny him, you know, to be in the NHL. And, you know, again, we could very well see, you know, some of these extra guys, some of these fringe guys like Coughlin, like Chatfield, like Dezingo, like Pedersen, maybe these guys make such a good case for themselves in training camp that they lock up that spot on that opening night roster. We just don't know. Anything can happen. But ultimately, I think the roster we are going to be looking at opening night, top line, Teravine and Ajo, Jarvis. Second line, Pacioretty, Kotniemi, Sveshnikov. Third line, Natchez, Stahl, Voss. Fourth line, Martinuk, Dury, and Kasha. First defensive pairing, Slavin, Burns, second, Shea Pesci, third, Bear Gardner, goalie, Anderson, Bronson. I think that is what we're going to be looking at come opening night. Again, a couple of these guys could move around. Maybe we see another guy crack the lineup, maybe as an extra. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But we'll ultimately just have to wait and see. We played all last year with an extra defenseman, if you remember, Brendan Smith. 
and Ethan Bear were rotating in and out. So maybe we see Conklin. Maybe we see Chatfield. We'll just have to wait and see. And of course, we will discuss all of that here on Locked on Hurricanes whenever training camp rolls around, whenever opening night rolls around. But in the meantime, make sure you follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.